anything okay? Okay. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to... I have no idea what episode we're on, but we're on the <laughs> third season of What You Think. And much like the Eternals, we are all back together. And we are going to be talking about the Eternals in all its spoiler glory. And you are joined by me, Momo, Jang, Fez, Mel. Welcome back after examinations, as well as... Eason. So uh, we're going to talk about the good things about the Eternals, some of the bad things, and uh, Fez has about four pages of notes. So I can't wait to dive right into this film because I just rewatched. Uh, I guess I'll start off with some general thoughts. I just rewatched it again uh, illegally because uh, cinemas are quite expensive here. And I have to say, mm-hmm. I liked it a tad bit more the mm-hmm. second time. I guess maybe 0.5 more, maybe one point more. I have no idea, but yeah, it just cemented for me that this was a really beautiful movie that dealt the, uh, with a lot of rich themes, ideas that Marvel hasn't really done before. And I think a lot of the characters are, are very much well realized and developed. And it's very impressive that they were able to do this in such a short time frame. And three things really stood out the second time I watched it. One, you can really see Sprite sadness, you know, being stuck in the... Oh, who said this line? Oh, it's, uh, what is it? Dr. Ock in the Spider-Man. I'm going to be stuck in this useless body. <laughs> so yeah, you really <laughs> saw that with Sprite in this film. And from when I watched it the second time. And I really understood Cersei's love for humanity because the first time I watched it, there were a lot of jumping around as you are getting used to so I was like, oh, that's it. I felt like I had whiplash, but everything flowed a bit more organically here, you know, her just exploring the world and the relationship she had with the kids. It was just very nice all around and especially Icarus's conflict and pain. Oh my God, Richard Madden, wonderful stuff. And also I realized the second time uh, he said something along the lines of, I've always thought celestials were like the ocean. And I was like, yeah, you've had a lot of time to think about your analogies, huh? you fuck. <laughs> you 500 years. Yeah, was, that should have been a red flag. I would have been like, oh, whoa, whoa, you thought, five days, wow, very smart are you? And also, oh my God, the score by the Game of Thrones composer, oh, absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful. I feel like I just uh, speed run through a lot of things, but uh, essentially, I love this movie in a nutshell. And I'm going to pass it to... I think Fez first because she has four pages of notes, crazy, but I'm the most excited to hear what Mel thinks because she just watched the film, but I'm going to pass it to Fez first. Fez, uh, what you uh, think? I will summarize. I will say what I thought first in general thoughts. I, for me, it's a beautiful mess. Like It had so much potential. The last 45 minutes of the movie was amazing, but the gaps and the flaws was just too apparent that I couldn't give it a full rating I'll get to it I'll get into it later with my four pages of notes but yeah it's a beautiful mess as how I would describe it a beautiful mess just like every time I (laughs) 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 Mel please Uh, I was very worried when we got the whatsapp notification where you said uh, I I think I'm I'm gonna head out but yes please I would love to hear your thoughts on the Eternals so I guess after watching it, um, I had to actually sit down and have a good think. And I just, I guess I could conclude my opinion by saying that this movie is just different. I do agree with Buzz yeah. as well, that it can be s- described as a beautiful mess. And I think the reason why I wanted to do the whole SpongeBob, I, I'm a head out. And right in the middle of the movie was because I guess I'm just not used to seeing Marvel take this direction. It's certainly something new. And I'd like to talk a bit more about Chloe Zhao and her vision and um, what she provided for this movie a bit later on when we get more in depth in the later sections. But yeah, it's definitely different. I, I can't say that I loved it, I, but I also can't say that I hated it. It's just interesting. I would agree with you there because when I finished the film for the first time, my first thought, uh, you can see this in a message I sent to a friend, this was a weird movie, but I think you'll enjoy it. Definitely weird. And Chloe Zhao's directing the new Star Wars movie and I'm so excited for that. Woo. Wait, what? Maybe, I don't know. 
Wait, sorry, oh, that's wow. the first time I'm hearing it. Really? Wait, what it's not movie? confirmed yet, but the Kevin Feige produced Star Wars film. Oh my god, so that I'm, is amazing. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Good for her. I will, I'm excited for that. <laughs> you know, good for her for getting a job. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, good for her. <laughs> but yeah, next up we have Ethan. Please, I don't know your thoughts. Well. I, mean, I mean, I'm kind of neutral, uh, but I will sum up with Cersei's quote. It's beautiful, isn't it? I think that is something that <laughs> is what I'm thinking after I watched the movie. I was, it was the first time I see Marvel decided to take such a, take a pause and started to slow down the pace rather than pack it with CGI mm. fights. They start, they start to throw in like some thought exercises that, you know, since Eternals have been living for a long time, it makes sense for them to start to ponder about life and even the, and the purpose of existence. And I really like the fact when they ask about the concept of, do we have the right to, like, change, like, for example, the deviants, like, do they, like, when they've been planted on another planet, is it is similar to what if humans want to move to Mars, for example? Let's say we trash our Earth resources so badly that we've got to move to a new planet, would that happen to us as well? Would we be the deviant that caused the planet that is supposed to have evolutionary life to not happen again? So I think that's something that is quite deep, so deep that I don't even know what to say. It's even deeper than the, than the black hole. I got sucked into the talk exercise for so long. And I think that that is something it's worth pondering. And the pace was very different compared to other movies. But something that is more Marvel-ish is when the fight scenes come back with all the yeah. Superman beeps. Yeah, and I was like, well, Marvel again, everyone. I, I, I think it's quite interesting as well where they have the Eternals that are so inhuman, although uh, like, but still has some human elements in it where they are not perfect, which is what I love about Marvel as, as always, trying to let everyone know that they are all good but they can be bad at the same time with their own imperfections. I think overall, I'll give it like a 8 out of 10 for its freshness. And I'm still looking forward to hear for more content coming up too of what's happening. I like the word you use, thought exercise. It's definitely one of my politics. Yeah. But also, this movie is really meta. Not like the metaverse with Zuckerberg, but <laughs> not uh, like two lines <laughs> weirdly stood out to me. The first one was when... Some, you know, Karun is shooting his documentary thing and there was an action scene and he's like, every good movie needs action scenes. Sir. And I'm like, yeah. so, <laughs> it's a common tra- commentary that this movie needs, I don't know, action scenes. I was like, what's going on there? And then the second thing was Karun said, or something, or Kingo was like, oh, you, do you know what I love about movies? I'm like, okay, I get it, we're in a film. And then the last line, he said mm-hmm. something, oh, I can't remember, oh, about streaming and all that. Oh, everything is on streaming now. So oh, yeah. Streaming now, yeah. Weirdly meta. <laughs> yeah. And the whole Superman and yeah. Batman thing, also weirdly meta. But yes, yeah. last but the not least, I think you're the most positive on this film. Please give us some quick thoughts on The Eternals. Yeah, I think you guys have covered most of it. Stole all my points. But I just wanted I, yeah. to highlight the the pacing. The pacing really is just done really well in this movie. Like um me and Momo were talking about this just now. That um there is no point where you want to leave, like there's no toilet break section that you're kind of like ah, okay, I, I don't need to be here, it's fine. Even when you rewatch it, you're just like you want to be there for the whole thing. So uh yeah, I just really like how well paced and how they have um developed each character well and uh so that there's no character there's a few that i'm like "Mm," but but i understand them like even though i don't really like them i understand them so i feel like the character development and the pacing is just amazing and yeah i think that's something i picked up more on the second time i watched it but the first time it definitely felt like information Mm -hmm. overload Mm -hmm. big Mm -hmm. time but Mm -hmm. all right let's put some transition and now we're about to move in to just a lot of questions that we have like favorite characters best performances favorite scenes blah 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 we're gonna i think have a very interesting discussion here so we're gonna start off with our favorite characters okay not best performance that comes later but our favorite eternal i guess because if you want to say karun please uh, the valley that also works but yeah i'm gonna start off with jang first who was your favorite character in the eternals Jang. Oh shit, laggy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry, what do you say? Who was your favorite character in the Eternals? 
Oh yes, uh, Icarus. <laughs> no, uh, not not cause he's the most powerful or any of that thing is because his character was the most complicated to me. Like um, there was so much internal conflict about what like what to do, and even like when he uh when he killed Ajax and and he's trying to be loyal to Arishim, but at the same time he loves. You can see so many things going on in his brain, and until even he cannot take it, he just killed himself. He's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so like uh, yeah, I really liked how complicated he was and. Uh, how he was trying to juggle his uh, responsibility as a uh, eternal, and at the same time he he loves Cersei so much he he doesn't he can't kill her and yeah he he's he's just the most um developed I guess and most uh complicated like, mm. uh yeah character out of them all so that's why I like him the best. I wish he got some of that bodyguard magic when he killed Ajax. I'm sorry, mom. My God. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah. mom. Oh my God, <laughs> that'd be fine. Do we have any other Ikavis fans who would like to chime in? I feel like Fez was an Ikavis stan. I know. Ikavis. I I thought too. He was so close, but ooh, yeah, he was so close, but I'll get your favorite then. Uh, my favorite is actually Ma- is it Makari 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 yeah the beautiful Makari I love her I love how cool and sleek she is I just feel like she's also such a powerful character and the fact that her disability of being deaf doesn't stop her from being such a great character I love that a lot and she's so I just love that she's so composed she's smart and she's capable and overall great representation that's why she's my favorite character and she stole the show a lot for me when watching Eternals yeah too bad you only came in the end <laughs> you're just in the <laughs> dome wall ouch uh, mm-hmm. yeah no one went like oh Makari how is she doing he never brought that up just kind of shitty of them fuck yeah. this family at times but that's true yeah, I'm actually to so do we have any Mac- other Makari stands over here I'm actually in okay. between um, being an Icarus fan and a Macquarie wow. fan. But I think if I were to choose, I'd go to, I'd actually just choose Icarus because everything Jang just said is exactly what I wanted to say earlier. And I just felt that he felt like he was, I felt like he was the most human in the show in a sense. And it was really interesting to see a character. Well, I mean, well, Iron Man sacrificed himself and stuff, but it's interesting to see a superhero or a hero, whatever you will call him, um, kind of, kill himself out of guilt and I just thought that was really interesting to see on the big screen especially in the Marvel franchise so I guess that's what really made him stand out in my opinion over the fact that also on, on uh, in addition to the fact that he's also really a multi-layered character so yeah the, probably the most complex I guess since Thanos but Ethan please who are you a Makari stan an Ikavis stan or a Patel stan oh sorry Karun well <laughs> uh I my favorite character is actually Gilgamesh. So I think Gilgamesh hey. is uh, it's, yeah. it's quite sad that like they kill him off early because Gilgamesh yeah. is so OP, man. Like, exactly. like literally, like it, like when I read all watch all the animes, like like Gilgamesh is like the, the OP person that like it's hard, so hard to be killed. And like, oh god, when like, and yeah. especially the cutest moment is when um, they're knocking the door and then they were saying like oh Gilgamesh the most mighty awesome warrior that opens the door and then where is the where is the apron <laughs> with the pie and then I was like oh what a what a cute little character and then I like the fact that he's very loving and accepting of uh, and really caring for yeah. Hina and I really love that fact and plus he's a loving person and a super OP so got to give Gilgamesh my favorite character of all time I got to agree with Eason. I was also devastated when Gigamesh? Is that how you pronounce it? Gigamesh. Gigamesh. Sorry, my pronunciation is all over the place. I was really sad that he died because I felt there was so much more potential we could have seen. I wanted to see more of him. He was a character which I was really interested in. But yeah, I just, I wish they didn't kill him off early because he was just such an interesting character to explore. And you know what the funny thing is? Whenever I saw the Google Mesh guy, I was like, hey, isn't that the guy from Train to Busan? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I oh, my it. God. Everybody yeah. talked about that, too. My friend said, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's the guy from Train to Busan. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. that one that I just always remember. He's so OP, and I really, really love him. And guys and girls. Support mm-hmm. Gilgamesh with teams. Let's fight our way. Wow, love. we have a massive fan here of Gilgamesh. And yeah, if man. you remember during our Shanti uh, spoiler review, where we were talking about 
our excitement for Eternals. You mentioned that one punch, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you did that, and I we got a lot of, of I one punch men. One punch. Oh, okay. Oh, now, uh, I guess it's my turn now, but who, who's, who's team trying to join? Oh, team Icarus, team Gilgamesh, or team. The, the truth is, I am team Thena. Oh. Yeah, yeah I, I, I knew it. <laughs> I, I just love Angelina Jolie for one. She's also my favorite performance, which I shall get into. But um, her dealing with PTSD was very interesting. And also just the tragedy of having to deal with, as they say, Matt Weavey. But also her action sequences, just the way she moves. I was like, oh my God, it's so nice to see Angie back on the big screen. And also just her poise, the way she carried herself. I believe that she was this goddess of war i think or whatnot she was this super powerful being who i if i saw Athena down the street i would just like actually bow down to her just the power wow. of angie angie jolie I, I love i love i love me some angie ever since i saw what salt i think in 2010 so yeah i'm a angie stand numero one but now we've all talked about our favorite characters i'm curious to hear who do we think is the worst character in the Eternals. I have mine. Can anyone guess who it is? It's not an Eternal. It is the Celestial, the creator of the MCU himself, Arashem. Oh, Arashem, right. Oh my God, what a loser. Oh. Such a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, man. Oh, okay, so right. here's some other thoughts that I had. Wouldn't it be better to just do the Matrix? You know, like just farm humans so they can, oh I don't know, just, just, you should have <laughs> yeah. just done that. And for that the, was exactly you, what you I thought as well. Yeah. It's like the you whole Matrix about, thing. Mm, you didn't care about their progression. You just needed bodies, right? <laughs> so just, I don't know, just do that instead of having to have some really shitty plan about the Deviants and then the Eternals and then you gave them some consciousness but you didn't so they went against him just like, you, you're just really poorly thought out. But no, the design of Arisham was amazing. Mm-hmm. Without a yeah. doubt. The scale, oh my god, stuff of wonders in IMAX. But even the voice and the dialogue, he just sounded so bored, you know, like, oh, hello, Cersei. Um, yeah, your true <laughs> purpose is uh, the emergence. I was like, I'm not feeling it. It just, you just didn't believe that he was this all-powerful creator of the MCU. And the end, especially, he's just like, I'm going to steal your memories. Let's go. I'm like, <laughs> that, that really put a bad taste in my mouth. Besides, no, but at first I was like super scared of him, you know, with the thunder and everything. And then you have Jon Snow screaming, Cersei, Cersei, Cersei. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, just everything about that character, the characterization specifically was just so weak. And I just never believed uh, that he was magnificent. But now you give him, if maybe they put Angelina Jolie as the uh, celestial, the creator of the MCU, then I would have believed Ooh. that. I don't know. Because <laughs> Angelina oh, Jolie true. just has that strength and that poise. Oh my God. Adopt me. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you can give us your worst character as well. If you have any other thoughts, please. please. I just want to add to your point about Arishim. Now thinking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Why are there so many gods? We have time travel. I don't get it. It's we have the, ti- the TVA. We have the Watcher. Now we have Arishim. Like, so all three of them created the MCU, apparently. So... Okay, I just so think that came, there's just so who many came of first? Like, Kang, Arisham, what's true, happening? Who, who did came first? I don't, I don't know who I came first. The water just useless. Good it's question. Like, maybe, stupid dimension. Maybe, maybe in the world of gods, there's hierarchy as well. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah, I can see that. No, but you raise an interesting point. Like, so Kang is the guy at the end, or sorry, I say he who remains at the end of time, the beginning of time, but they're also <laughs> celestial. So, like, yeah. what the fuck? And then. Mm-hmm. I could go on into how <laughs> I'm gonna save this for the end, but yeah, I'll just yeah. say this really quickly. Um, one person is Heavy Styles, who every teenage girl <laughs> and probably uh, anyone who's interested in Heavy Styles, what is it? They just immediately go crazy. And then his his brother is Thanos, that blue chin, <laughs> famous looking fuck. So yeah, the MCU is I think too big for its own good, but that's an extremely good point. But yeah, Jeng, please. Uh, no, there's another thing I realized, like. He said that they only emerge every billion years. So when the celestial was emerging, why did he not come and see? 
I mean, it's mm. it's a mm. once in a while opportunity, oh my, right? Yeah. <laughs> so why 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 is he just like okay? I just yeah, let yeah. that happen, Good you know. Point. Like if I was him, I'd be like, oh, interesting. I come and watch. <laughs> but oh well. And yeah, that, the... oh, that's Tiamut. I plan you one one million years ago. Hey, he's here. you want another? God? But he's just like oh. You want another? God? No, I mean, how about ego? No, he only came at the end yeah. and just like oh. Uh, you guys killed him. The hell? <laughs> what the hell? So then, like, he's just okay. I take you. So like, uh, what a cock. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you no, but how does how does ego fit into all of this? For one, if you remember oh. Guardians two, when he's I think I I think like oh, yeah. um the in the Marvel comics uh the Celestials uh ego has the same power as the one who created the uh was the one who created Eternals the Arishim uh, Arishim and ego are the same level, but there is one above them. That is the start starting point of the entire universe. I just watched a YouTube video explaining the whole Marvel. <laughs> universe. So nice. the video started off with that one god, that not one god, the one universe itself. There is only one life form, and he decided to just start off like creating for all the other celestials, and then he, because he got bored, mm. I think something like that, and then from there it started <laughs> off like these uh, creatures and humans and deviants and that's how they sort of branches out and I like the fact that they introduce like they explain the reason why they didn't and intervene and Thanos wiped out the population and that was interesting as well I was like mm, interesting but yeah does anyone have any other uh, least favorite characters oh. are we team Arishem or oh fans yeah uh, oh yeah I got so sidetracked about that question I'm so sorry about that guys Um, but the character which I I wouldn't say it's bad. I would just say it's weak. Is one of them is definitely Cersei. Yes, like, thank you. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, Gemma Chan is an amazing actress. Like, she's really capable, especially from Crazy Rich Asians. But it's it's not her fault. It's it's the writing's fault. So I I don't blame her. It's definitely whoever like the producers and the writers. I just wish we saw different different dimensions of her and different angles of her and because the majority of the film she's always lost and sad and I wish I want to see more to build to build her character depth to make her more interesting I'm so sorry Tina fan Momo but same with Tina she was she had so much potential uh, she had so much potential and from her complexities of her trauma and again it just kept showing her being scared and lost only to the like I guess near the end where she became powerful and she knew who he was she was I just again both of them needed like just better writing to show off their personalities more and I think with that it, I would have loved it more but yeah I, I just thought those two they weren't bad they just had really weak writing yeah I just personally felt like I completely agree with what first said. I felt like we've only seen one dimension of Cersei and it's just really interesting because she's she's technically the lead as well yeah, exactly. um, for Eternals and I just thought that it would it just felt really weird because I've been looking at every other character aside from Cersei. So every time we go back mm-hmm. to her, I'm just like, oh my god, like we're back to her, like what can she even provide besides like, I don't know, moving the plot along mainly because she's the lead and the only thing I got from her was her romantic relationship <laughs> and I, I just felt like her writing not the acting um yeah I agree Gemma Chan amazing but the writing for her character was so weak and I just felt like that was really what made me want to yeet out of <laughs> from watching this movie because I literally couldn't stand the way how her character was being developed throughout the entire show movie I mean so yeah Oh, just a quick question. So, did, did she like humans? Like, I couldn't tell. <laughs> she liked humanity. I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they said that a few times. I yeah. disagree with you because I think, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely agree. She could have been more developed, I guess. But I believe that she loves humanity uh, with all of <laughs> <laughs> oh, Really? I, 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 I believe, lah. I believe. <laughs> I think that I think, I think so. Joke about repeating <laughs> the repetition of that, and a lot of it is still show not tell. But I can think of the scene ah, where she's. Okay. It, no, it should have been okay. more show not tell. This whole movie could should have been a lot of show not tell, especially with Ajax going, "I love humanity." <laughs> Damn, good. <laughs> should leave, huh? No, I don't think so, mum. <laughs> no, sorry, I got sidetracked, but. No, I when she's just chilling around with Jon Snow and 
uh, walking around London and Babylon, I was like, oh, she really does enjoy humans and life and all that sort of thing. And <laughs> I, I, I believe that. So that's why I was attached, if you will, to Ceci. And Gemma Chan is incredibly uh, beautiful to look at. <laughs> so uh, that too <laughs> did not hurt. But I will say, I don't know, the whole Instagram thing in the movie didn't make sense to me. You know, and she's just like, oh, I love Instagram. Oh, I'm like, really? Uh, uh, I think that would turn you off to humanity, I guess. I don't know what was going on there. But so we have uh, people who dislike Avisham, uh, Thina and Cersei, and Cersei, but Jang, your turn. Ni pussy huan Oh. I was watching Shang. You don't like. Ni pussy huan shui. Ni pussy huan shui. Mel? Yes. Yes. I don't oh, like spike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I have seven now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I found the problem. <laughs> no, but uh, no. Um, I understood her from the start. Like, uh, like I, I don't know. Maybe some people didn't get it, but like I saw you remember at the start when some guy like tried to talk to her and then he touched her hand and then. You know she's an illusion, so she she really can't do anything because she's a kid, even though she's seven thousand years old. So like, from that one scene, I already knew like okay, that that must. And then like for the whole movie, it just ran with that like oh my god, she just uh she can't age, she can't age, she can't do anything because she can't age. Like life is hard because she can't age, and I'm like oh, yes yes, it sounds bad, but like. <laughs> But they really to, to me it just went way too far. Like uh, like okay, yes, thank you, thank you. I understand. I, I don't I, too much already. So uh yeah, just whining over and over again got me. Like after a while, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I didn't like <laughs> Wow, we have a diverse characters that we didn't like. Very interesting. I didn't expect that. But Easton, who will will you create a new theme or will you join the existing factions? I think I'll join the existing faction of Arushim. Uh, I think that is the lacking. It's not imagine like the voice that could switch to others. Like what is that Morgan Freeman? Let's say imagine Morgan Freeman's voice. Oh wait, no, it'd be too nice. It'd be too soothing. David Attenborough inside. Oh, David as, Attenborough would be good. <laughs> as the celestial. Oh, oh yeah, that would be, be so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I oh, think. Um, I mean, they should try out other voice actors. I think that's something that could make it more powerful. And I think they can work more on the dialogue because I think there's two. There's not a lot of chance for Celestial to like express and to showcase how higher up and how mm. big they are compared to us. And I think they need more work on that. And that is why I think that Arishim is something that I think can be worked on compared to other characters. Mm. The voice didn't work. The character didn't work. But yeah, I agree with you because I'm thinking of Doctor Strange. You guys remember Dormammu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's, well, a, yeah. here's a quick trivia bad. question. Who was the voice of Dormammu? Benedict Cumberbatch. Let me go with it. You know, I'm, I want to go to what the No Way Home premiere. I've I, I foremoed on so many premieres already. I want to go to see uh, X Benny. But I digress. No, with Dormammu, the voice, you just believe that he was this awesome being that would consume everything, correct? Right? Like, yeah. Just yeah. That, you believed it. I think that's a really good point. And the same with Ultron. It's all about that voice. But then I was just like, hello, Susie, I'm big. Ugh, what a dick. <laughs> I'm big. He was lame. <laughs> but so we've gone into favorite character and worst character. Let's play a game of best performance. I'm going to assume that we're going to have a lot of Richard Madden stands over here. Does anyone want to have the flow at that first? The Madden stands, uh, the Icarus stands, I should say, if you're not sure who played who. As someone who was kind of not re- was was feeling a little detached from the movie all throughout when it came to the part when Icarus was about to commit suicide, yeah, that part actually really got me hooked into the movie, and I thought that was kind of sad because it was really towards the end. But I guess that left a really deep impact, and that was when I really started to reflect back on my experience of what I watched thus far, and I just thought that if it weren't for that scene, it might have given me a different taste <laughs> left a different taste in my mouth at the end of the movie but I really like that scene I guess but did you have a favorite perform? who gave the best performance if you are academy or what vote if you will mm, okay I feel like my opinion might vary very much from you guys but Angelina Jolie I, I loved 
I loved I loved her. Yeah, I love Angelina Jolie, but um, I I always feel like she plays more or less the same characters. <laughs> in a way, I I just Ooh. I don't know, I just really couldn't <laughs> I just really couldn't feel her in this movie. I feel like I just have to rewatch it. Probably it's the timing, etc. This is why I really didn't want to go <laughs> on today. But I I just personally she didn't really stand out to me as much in this movie. And I already talked about Cersei as well and Sprite. I just couldn't really get with her as well. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say Icarus. Yeah. I don't want to abstain over there and I was going to bring in Kingo. No? <laughs> oh, actually, my favorite, my favorite okay. best performance is actually Kingo. Okay. My, he's like the epicenter of comedy, man. Like, dude, I, I remember like Kingo's, like, like his story when he said like he got called by Marvel that, hey, I want you to go to the movie. Uh, like the director wants to meet you and he's like, oh, really sick. Then he went and meet the director of the movie. Director of the movie proceeds to tell him the entire plot and then he was like, Oh, are you here to ask for opinion? I think it's definitely a seller. <laughs> and then the director asked him back, Oh, do you want it? Sounds good, sounds good. She's like, she's like, he was like, you know, so act- actors are supposed to like shut up and like say, I'm going to think about it, ask for the pay. But no, he didn't. He just straight up said, yes, and, and I'm willing to pay you, pay the director to feature in the film. I think he is the star for comedy-wise and his assistant rocks the entire the entire movie Arun. I really like <laughs> Karun and Kingo because I Kingo gives me the feeling of um that sort of god that's like he just really enjoys the Humanity. power dynamic because it's quite diff- it's quite different like some other gods you know like with great power comes great responsibility like very serious and this like the fun guy who's like oh yeah I really enjoy the power and then like just hanging out around he's like he's like the oh I think he is quite pow- I think he's quite funny and but something a bit sad about it is that he kind of left halfway, like just say I'm out and he's legit out of the battle for the entire time. And I was so disappointed. <laughs> I was like, where is Kingo? Where is Kingo? I'm so disappointed. I'm so sad. And then maybe he's blowing his way out, <laughs> out of the scene. You know? I don't know. So, <laughs> so I think, but overall, comedy wise, I really love Kingo's um, dynamic with his assistant. I think that really makes Eternals more watchable if those audi- if to those audience that doesn't like these thought-provoking exercises, I think Kingo does provide a really good mm-hmm, balance yeah, to it, the true. comedy effects. Yeah. So hence, Kingo, the man, the legend. Can I just say that I really enjoyed his dancing as well? When that, when that came oh, on, yeah, that I was, was actually oh. like, is this an ad? Or <laughs> that was really good. But yeah. I, I just really like that. I guess that's something that I wanted to say that I really enjoyed with this movie was the representation. I guess that was a really, a really yeah. cute and fun way to put that in. And in this movie, I feel like Chloe Zhao really did a great job with not rubbing it in our faces like the past yeah, movies that exactly. Marvel has made so far. And I felt like in that in that regard, this was really well done. And Kingo was definitely a tool that she used to make this happen. And fun fact, Kingo actually, the, the dude actually practiced four months for the dance. Give it up to him, man. He practiced wow. four months for the dance. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then the Chloe Zhao lied to him at first because when he told him, like, when she told him, like, oh, you're going to do Bollywood dancing, he's like, nope. And then they, and then she lied to him saying that it was an action scene. And then he was like, cool. Until that day when he's shooting, about to shoot, Chloe was like, oh, actually, you're doing Bollywood <laughs> dancing. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it, it kind of took him by surprise and I really like how uh, the representation, representation again by Mel and again, Kingo super best I'm the fanboy nice. of Kingo very nice very nice 10 out of 10 you really felt you know representation because all of humanity was represented so the theme was very <laughs> strong humanity <laughs> but uh, I was going to pass it to the Richard Madden stand earlier for the best performance. So first, please, you have the floor. Who yeah, your your, uh, yeah, I was just, because your question was your best performance. And even though Icarus wasn't really my favorite character, I do have to say Richard Madden did a fantastic job in this movie. Uh, same with Mel, like definitely the scene that hit it for me was when Icarus was about to kill Cersei, but couldn't. Um, I just felt like, just in that scene, you can just sense like his acting was so good. Like you can sense the hurt in his eyes. And bear in mind, Richard Madden's eyes in that scene was covered with CGI. So he did. A, I think he did a really good job expressing that and really 
utilizing everything so that you can still see his reaction and his emotion, even though and his conflict of what he's what the character is going through, even though it's covered with CGI. And yeah, I was also watching an interview from I think ET Canada and Richard Madden said he had to work constantly in the mirror to say to he had to work constantly in front of the mirror. I guess his laser eye look for a long time. So yeah, um, well worth it. And yeah, Richard Madden is the best performance in, for me in this movie. Very good, mom. How about you, Jay? Who was your favorite performance? I haven't uh, seen The Bodyguard. I just watch clips and he, I like the way he says it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very intoxicating. Very good, mom. Very good, mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, okay. Uh, who are? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Angelina Jolie. Tina. 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 <laughs> I like Tina the best. Um, yeah, even though like her character wasn't like, um, I could, could have been developed further and everything. I mean, like the way she was acting with the PTSD thing and with uh, when Gilgamesh died and everything. Like, I don't know. I just felt her acting was really on point and like more powerful than the others. I don't know how to say. It's just like so. So so much acting, mm, so, <laughs> so much right. acting, like it's a so much acting. So you've seen the morning show with Jennifer Aniston, right? And she's the best yeah. actress there. Would you agree, Jack? Uh oh, I'm still watching the morning show, okay. but like when she uh, pops on screen, she just like acts circles around everyone. And not saying everyone yeah. is bad in the film, but she's just except on another level for me anyway. Yeah, but I don't really like her Jennifer Aniston's character. That's a funny thing. I don't like her character, oh. but when she comes on screen, when she acts, yeah, it's like. Yo. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm an Andy stan and I'm gonna stick with you and there are th- I just wanted to point out three lines that I thought were like really powerful like one of my favorite scenes in this film was the pep talk if you will when Angie goes with Gemma Chan from the day we arrive on this planet uh, you've always loved humanity and if you love something you protect it and I was just like oh my god Angie and then the other one was doing her whole PTSD memory wipe when she says I want to remember oh my god just the way her voice trembles so much power there oh you really feel it and obviously with Gilgamesh's funeral uh when she's in the water just you you feel her sadness you feel her pain you feel everything you feel her strength Angelina Jolie wow I've missed you on screen oh that was good yeah Mm. yeah that was good I just remember that thanks (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Angie do you want to adopt any of us please (laughs) I would love to join your family but what the fuck (laughs) I don't know I just really like Angie uh, let's see. Um, I don't feel like going into what performance, but is there anyone who just stuck out, stuck out, stood out like? Uh, is there anyone who stood out like a sore thumb? I take Avisham, for me. Yeah, same. Anyone else who thought it was just a bad performance, Bispo? I don't think there was any bad performances for yeah. me per se. It was just more so poor writing for yeah. some mm. of the characters, but they all really did their best. Well, yeah. I think uh, I think I don't have a worse performance. I think another memorable one is where Druid, when he tried to stop the fighting and internal stop and said we can't intervene, but he's like, he got the power to intervene, why not? I think like that's something that like internals are in constant battle. And I like how Drake's expression changed when he's so disappointed at humanity, like after giving them the chance to develop and that ended up destroying themselves. I see how I really like the way how Drake like expression changes and like the acting I think is really on point and I really like the character itself where he's kind of like the sort of not the, quite a pessimist uh, quite a pessimist as well Do- doesn't believe that humans will like really love each other against pastels pastels who the one who's uh-huh. so optimistic and at the end got his heart so crushed when he realizes that his weapons has become mass destruction has caused mass, dis- mass destruction I really like that too so personally, I don't think there's any worse performance. I think they really tried their best as well. Oh, so I'm going to give up now. Okay. But I definitely like when you touch upon Juwig because that scene in, I guess we're going to transition now into our favorite scenes. And for me, one of my favorite scenes was the Babylonian conflict because, you know, you any director or something can make action scenes interesting. You know, the thing goes boom, the thing goes plat. I don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. that is a song, right? But it takes a special Academy Award winning director who somehow given this, what is it, made the worst reviewed Marvel film. It's kind of funny. But uh, I digress. Yeah, the Babylonian <laughs> conflict, 
I just love that, especially with Druid when he comes up. But it's just the interplay between all ten of the Eternals and their differing philosophies, different mm-hmm. uh, ideas, yeah. or just chef's kiss. And you really do feel the tension over yeah. there in the power. So that was personally my favorite scene in the film. But also, uh, we've touched upon Cersei and Icarus. Some of us didn't believe in their romance. I did, and that scene at the end where Icarus decides to not, I guess, murder Cersei, go <laughs> um, The way they, the eye acting throughout the movie between Gemma Chan and uh, Richard Madden was just, to me, chef's kiss, beautiful. I, I did believe that they were in love as many times as Icarus says, I love you, Cersei. And oh, just cutting through across history, their relationship, I was like, oh my God, this shit is so powerful. And all the Eternals teaming up there. I actually got goosebumps and a bit teary when I was re-watching that. Oh, and the score. Just a perfect scene. Man. And that's the kind of scene that I go, ah, okay, so this is why she's won an Oscar. <laughs> the director, Chloe Zhao. But yeah, does anyone <laughs> else have a favourite scene? Let's go with Fez. Yeah, for me, my, definitely one of my favourite scenes, which is why I love, which is why I like, I'm like, have a love-hate relationship with this movie was that confrontation scene when Icarus didn't want to be part of the plan. And when it also, they found out that he killed Ajax, I just thought, phenomenal performance from everybody. And you can, like what Momo said, you can feel the tension in the room just just switch. And you can feel like the betrayal and hurt. And that scene was that, that thing in the movie where it finally hit, like every, there's the reason it hit everything. It gave that aha moment, like everything made sense and everything fell into place. So yeah. That that scene just just really changed the movie so much, and it made me so immo- more immersed in the movie. And yeah, Chloe Zhao did an amazing job shooting that scene. That's why it's my favorite scene. <laughs> because it's when the non-linear storytelling comes into full circle. Yeah. Right? I don't know if the long non-linear thing worked well because you're jumping around everywhere for the first time, so it doesn't feel as smooth. But it definitely the payoff is definitely worth it. Let's see, Mr. Jang, do you have a favorite scene? Same, same, different? Oh, yes. My, mine is more around the, uh, the um, CGI department instead of the acting. It was when um, Icarus and Makari fought. Ah. Like, oh my God. That's good. That, that was, was good. really, really, really well done. And um, for, for Makari, they actually didn't, um, I, they didn't do any slow motion. Which I really like because for most fast characters they'll they'll do like slow motion like all that but for the whole movie uh all of Makari scenes no slow motion so like I really like that and how and yeah it's just the CGI was just so crispy I don't know how to say it was just very nice so yeah, very nice. definitely that's, that's and I think another do you have a favorite scene like. soon yeah. I like it also when uh, Fastos actually can he actually can stop Icarus like when you know like at first Icarus just kind of destroyed everyone like oh, yeah. nobody can fight against it and Fastos just rise up from the ashes be like oh I wish someday I can do I can just pull you down pull the wings from you and I was like whoa that's so badass he's like the least the, the least character I expect him that can defeat Icarus temporarily of course and I really like that scene like where Icarus is like like pulling him down and like uh, like he got pulled out and then getting restrained and I really like uh, also they include some scenes where Festos as a dad has become a dad and uh, op- like opening up to the LGBT community and I really think it's a really good approach like they make it kind of subtle as well and <laughs> I just like the <laughs> build up where the Ikea scene <laughs> when like his whole house is like a safe house and suddenly boom <laughs> Oh, it's made of Ikea. <laughs> I, was, I just laughed. <laughs> and I was like, damn you, Marvel. You got me again. And I really, really love it. I saw that in the trailer, so it didn't really hit me as much. But I definitely agree. But did you... Wait, what did you guys get in Malaysia? So you saw the relationship. I'm surprised yeah, you didn't cut that. So ooh, very nice. I saw it in its uh, full glory. No cuts, <laughs> no cuts in the UK. Very nice. And... <laughs> Uh, what is it? I saw the sex scene which you guys didn't see. Oh, the uh, big screen and I'm. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, wonderful! Oh. <laughs> I don't know what love was, <laughs> but okay, we got some love of Festos versus Icarus. We got some action scenes. We got some interplay. Mel, what are you gonna give us? 
Unfortunately, being the last one to answer this question, everyone has more or less said the scenes that really stood out to me. <laughs> so I, I don't really want to repeat what everyone has said, but I guess I could just spice it up a little and talk about how I really just enjoyed the concept generally. Ethan alluded to this earlier with how it really opened up to the LGBT community. And we have the first gay kiss on Marvel screens as well. So I, 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 that took me by surprise, actually. I was like, whoa, look at that. We love that representation. Great stuff. And Fez has also talked about it as well, about how we had, I have her name up here. I actually want to get this right. <laughs> Ridloff? Macari, I assume. The beautiful I... Macari. Is it? Um, um, give me a one second. Najib, I don't know. <laughs> there was uh, one of the actresses. She's actually... <laughs> <laughs> she's actually deaf and we had the ASL representation on Marvel um, in the Marvel franchise as well and I really enjoyed that and I just thought that it was at the end of the day it was a really good idea to have Chloe Tao who's well known to be like an independent film director involved in a Marvel production it gives a really great spice to the whole franchise in general so yeah not my favorite scene per se but most so scenes connected yeah. to a bigger concept you yeah. mentioned chloe zhao a few times do you want to touch upon her vision i guess if you want to talk about favorite aspects you know the the director behind the camera do you have anything else to add about miss zhao i just love academy how... award winner chloe zhao <laughs> the, the marketing will not let you forget that oh yeah but <laughs> <laughs> academy award winner <laughs> yeah I just thought that as an independent film director, they usually have the creative freedom, etc. You know, they're not really into Hollywood and all that stuff with the whole like, you know, usual tropes and like the usual formulas. And obviously she had to follow some of those like tropes being um, this being a Marvel movie and all, but it really had her taste and her entire like um, character as an auteur. I can't pronounce that word. It's a really difficult word to pronounce, but I just really liked how she really took it slow with this movie. And I think this is something that, was it Easton or was it Momo? One of you guys alluded to this really earlier on to the recording as well. And um, at first in the first watch, well, my only watch before I thought about it deeply, I thought it was kind of jarring how it was just a bit of fighting. And then it was just a, like information overload with a bunch of like, um, like we're just watching a bunch of heroes having an existential crisis and it made me think back to watching the matrix etc and i just felt like this does not feel like marvel and i really didn't really enjoy it at first but i think i just liked how she really tried to take a more philosophical take with this movie and really just dive deep into what ethan said earlier what the whole like met what, what i used you use that term like, what it's called, but like yeah, yeah thought exercise. exercise and she really or... tried to really give us a mental exercise and I just thought that was a really interesting angle for Marvel. Yeah. The movie made you think. <laughs> it made us think. And what, thinking what you is think? not like, <laughs> and I do not like thinking. I'm joking. No, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to add on Mel's point about Chloe Zhao. Um, I thought she was an amazing director for this movie and if you guys have seen her films especially Nomadland she's well known for her golden hour sunset and I think she really incorporated that in Eternals very well and I remember begin at the beginning of the year Kevin Feige said that Chloe Zhao literally fought for practical locations so and it was so well worth it it makes a big difference compared to just using CGI so yeah hands down to Chloe Zhao and her amazing cinematography and if she comes back to do part two of Eternals I'm so excited to see what other creative shots she has in store for us. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Nomadland I thought that was a bit for lack of a better term kind of just I, I didn't feel that movie just kind of weird how I felt this movie uh, that this giant epic beyond words but yeah I'm definitely excited for Chloe Zhao and Star Wars woo, woo. but I think a lot of us can agree some of the writing wasn't as strong right which seems to be a recurring theme with Marvel this year you know with what if <laughs> yeah and looking at what was movie, so, that laugh I don't know I just had to bring up what if the, the trauma that nine of us oh the, the nine episodes no over. don't bring it back please <laughs> 
Do you want do you want to remember that? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't want to remember but I think if you want to talk about the negatives a bit more, a lot of us have, I think Fez has had alluded to this. The humor was ill-timed at times, if that makes sense. Yes. What do you guys think about that? So, uh, is there any moment in this film that you thought the humor was just completely off or extremely cringy for lack of a better term? Uh hell yes. Go I'm for so, it. I'm so sorry it. like cuz I think yeah, the humor really that's why this movie was I couldn't give the, I couldn't like this movie as much as I wanted to because the humor left a really bad taste in my mouth and the worst one was I'm so sorry Ethan I know you're a big Kingo King Kingo fan oh, with the camera man, but man. I just just listen to me out um just okay, that okay. the the scene that really pissed me off was when um when Kingo found out that Ajax died like the performance was good from like Kingo like, you could feel his like shock and like you could really feel his shock and the performance was great and then it was just all ruined by the cameraman making a joke and that scene and that build up was just all crushed into that dumb joke which was so pissed me off so much because you were about to show us something great some fragile moments of the character and then you just crushed it with some stupid joke and some i just hated that scene so much it just felt so gimmicky and tacky it ruined the great performance it ruined the depth like don't get me wrong the cameraman does make some good jokes like sometimes yeah it's fun but it just left a bad taste in my mouth that i just it just stood out to me so much that i just I just got so pissed off. Yeah, just that scene where the cameraman ruined Kingo's performance when Ajax died. I just, I, I couldn't. That was a that was a big no for me. It's, I'm a bit confused. So you didn't like it? <laughs> oh my god! The anger, the hatred, let it flow through you. My god, woman. Oh my, you did not like the humor there. I take it. But does anyone else feel as passionately about? Any points of humor that just took the mark? He still raised my baby Kingo. My Kingo is the best. Just don't lose him more. Sorry, man. At uh, Jang, is there a moment with him to humor that you just went, "Oh no, I'm prodding you because I know the one scene we have in common." It has to do with Seven Up, or oh, I think Man just disconnected. Jang, you there? <laughs> oh my! Why is my Wi-Fi annoying? No, what do you say? <laughs> what, what you say? I just is what you a, say is. Did have a moment when it came to the humor that you thought was very much ill-timed? Um, just the same one as uh, Fez, but I don't feel that angry about it. <laughs> like I'm just like yeah, yeah, that 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 they messed up over there. But I'm just like oh okay, <laughs> like it's it's yeah that that was pretty bad, but but not. As angry as best about it. <laughs> How about yeah. Mel or Eason? Any points of humor? Anything? Because I have two. Okay, the first one that really oh my god, it really left a bad taste in my mouth, especially after my first watch, was the moment with Sprite at the end. I don't yeah. know if that even was supposed to be comedic. You know, she's like, I've never had anything, but I want to love Icarus. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of feeling this. And then Drake just comes on yeah. and like, her on the head. I was like, oh, I don't know if that was meant for humor, but that really just yeah. left a bad taste in my mouth. And the other yeah, yeah. one, when I was re-watching it, I was like, oh my God. So it's that moment when they go to Amazon and meet Druig and Druig's like, oh, I just found out my whole life's a lie. And then suddenly this ringtone goes off. So she's oh yeah, that was so annoying. Oh my god, yeah, that was. It so is annoying. so poor. I was like, that feel. Oh, that was pointless. It was. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, oh, we got to add a bit more humor here. Yeah. For no reason, some of it didn't feel organic at all, which is surprising because Marvel usually has it on top with the comedy. But if there are no moments, you guys feel ill-timed. I guess, uh, we should move on. I guess and conclude because this is about an hour long already. But does anyone have anything else they like? Oh, you know. Let's talk about those end credit scenes. Oh yeah, we got to. I mean, how can we not? Oh yeah. Oh, so, no, how dare you miss those scenes? So I knew, yeah, especially Harry, in Marvel. I knew Harry Styles was in that movie, but wasn't that facial? Now, what did everyone think? I was like, that was funny. Uh, I'm curious though. How many of you guys were spoiled? How many of you found out that Harry Styles was in it? I knew, I, but I didn't know he was the brother of Thanos. So I was like. Oh, oh yeah, same. I didn't know that at all. I was like, well, I, I know, know Harry Styles gonna appear, but I didn't yeah. know what character is playing. Oh my god! 
Oh damn. damn. I, I didn't know anything. I, I just when he turned out, I was like, what That's the crazy. hell? Then he's like brother of Thanos. What the hell? No, yeah. He just got weirder and weirder. <laughs> I didn't know Harry Styles was a thing in this movie until I saw Momo's notes. And I was, I was like, so dot dot dot. Harry Styles, Harry Styles. <laughs> 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 no, I spoiled it. I guess semi sorry, but I didn't say brother of Thanos. I was the brother of Thanos, and yeah, that that scene was just like in shock of going like, whoa, what the? Okay, this is a lot to take in. But are we excited to see um, Harry Styles in the MCU? What do we think? Any fangirls of One Day here? I'm I'm honestly really excited, even though I was spoiled. Like I was, I unfortunately knew who he was going to play when I found out, but. Even though I knew I was still really shocked to see him on screen. And yeah, it's interesting that they brought him into the MCU. And I'm honestly excited. I can't wait to see what he does. And apparently, Eros's powers is to control people's emotion, including the ability to make them fall in love. So I'm honestly excited to see what they're gonna you what they're gonna bring to the MCU with his character because it's a very interesting choice to finally bring him now. So I'm really curious. And that's what's making me excited about Eternals 2. Who knows? But yeah, Mel? I yeah, I'm excited to see what Styles has to offer for the MCU franchise in general, especially since I've already seen him in Dunkirk and I quite enjoy his performance. And yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. interested to see what he can provide. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you that if you asked me like 2015, what do you think Harry, what if Harry Styles was the brother of Thanos? I mean like, the fuck? But then after Dunkirk, you just kind of go like, oh yeah, he was pretty good in that. He didn't like start singing or something. So I guess the Harry stands, <laughs> the he just start singing in World War Two, baby. <laughs> but yeah, I guess good for you, Stan Styles. But the next post credit scene we have to talk about is the end credit scene. Did anyone know who the voice was? Yeah, it's oh, Mahasha oh. Ali, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who that? Who that? Also, thank you. Explanation needed. <laughs> Don't leave just, it halfway like that. Uh, I'm just saying, thank God that it wasn't um, the Watcher. I thought it was the Watcher by the voice. Like, are you sure you want to oh, read that, Mr. God. Whitman? I was like... I know, right? If it was the Watcher, I would just yeet out like, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, the it's the end of the movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> you just say that, like, to the person next to you, I'm going to yeet out. Yeah, the movie's ended. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, uh, anyone have anything to add about that? Jon Snow, I guess, holding a blade. Yeah, I... We've reached a point where Marvel has gone so deep into the lore that I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Brace that... yourself, guys. Winter is coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited I... for that. But... Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> because we've, we're done with Endgame and stuff like that, but I feel like we're on in the phase where they're setting up for something big again. So that's why it's just getting really messy with the laws and everything. We're still trying to figure out what we can do for like the next grand hurrah, I guess. So... Aside from that, I'm actually, I'm, I'm blank right now. Like Marvel is turning into something more than I initially expected. And I, I just don't know how to feel sometimes, especially after what if, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Vince? Uh, I want to add on to Mel's point too. I also don't know what the heck Marvel's doing because um, I, I, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know who Blade is. So when I did some research, Blade is apparently a vampire hunter. So the vampires are coming to the MCU. That's great. But yeah, I just think it was, it's kind of cool that they bring him in and even hearing from like that voice, even though we don't see him, we hear that voice. He sounds like a really confident and like smirky character. So I can't wait to see that. And I also can't wait to see the dynamics with him and Dane. Because we saw that Dane was like looking at the black sword and apparently he's going to be the black nut the Black Knight, if that makes sense. So again, doing some research, apparently the Black Knight in the comics mainly struggles with his destiny and bringing honor to his family because of some curse. So I'm actually really excited. Like, I don't know if, I think Dane might appear in the Blade movies. I hope he does because it would be great to see a different side of Dane because Dane for most of Eternals didn't really do much. He was just like, I'm a supporting boyfriend. Yeah, he was like, I'm a supportive boyfriend. And then, but yeah, just seeing him struggle to pick that sword 
I can't wait to see his journey. And I feel that him being unsure and Blade being a competent character, character, I think they will have some amazing character dynamics. And I think they'll both grow and they'll both grow from from each other. So I can't wait to see them appear in future. Yeah, it's uh, it's also another thing that um, with Kit Harrington with this um character that he's playing, he has a sword and he wears black and he rides a horse. This this sounds very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like something he's played before. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, okay, so I guess he's doing he's he's doing it Marvel style. So that's nice. And yeah, I loved him as Jon Snow. So like, let's go again. Do it again. <laughs> In the words of uh, the poet Abba, Mamma Mia, here we go, here we go again. again. But, you know, just don't get confused. There's also some a character called Moon Knight, if you didn't know, who deals with oh, yeah. uh, different personalities. And he's played by um, Duke Ledowitz, really himself, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar so that's Isaac. a Disney Plus show coming out. So Ooh, uh, Marvel has a lot of things going on, man. Um, we're excited, but I'll just add one more thing. As we wrap up, so if anyone has any other thoughts they'd like to add that they didn't get to, please get them ready. But I really loved how they used the snap in Eternals, how they connected to the larger mm. MCU. You know, it's that scene with Ajax and Icarus. You know, all the pe- it really made you feel and remember, oh my God, the Avengers are badasses, you know. They managed to defy... They, they essentially saved the whole universe. You, you kind of forget all of that, uh, you know. And it made you, you know, that appreciation for humanity and the themes throughout Eternals, uh, it gave me a newfound appreciation for the MCU as a whole and what our mighty Avengers were able to do. And I guess I'll just end on the note of rest in peace, Tony Stark, I guess. So, lol, but does anyone have any? (laughs) A moment of silence for Tony Stark. And I just have one more thing to add. On the topic of uh, Harry Styles, oh my god, I love watching movies in England because everyone's silent. They laughed a few times here and there, but uh, as the credits roll, people start talking, and then this yeah. couple next to me was just like, "Oh, I didn't think I'm gonna watch the next one with him in it." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't think I want to watch the next. Yeah, I don't quite like him, and then they were like, "Oh, he's pretty good in Dunkirk." Yeah, but so I just, I just loved. Oh, oh these yeah. people, especially <laughs> going out of no time to die, and people were just like, and I thought that was quite good, didn't it? <laughs> just, just very, a very funny culture, just people talking after the movie. But does anyone have any other rapid fire thoughts that they didn't get to when it came to the channels? Yeah, I have a couple. Uh, I really like, I guess, the lighthearted one is I thought the music was great like the the soundtrack was quite good shout out to BTS's friends in it I just had to do that um but in seriousness the I have to say the CGI is really the CGI is amazing like personally it was so much better than Shang-Chi and Black Widow I love the use of the golden like I guess the gold accents in their powers is unique it's different from Marvel and if you know, I think all, all of the Eternals were using, when they used their powers, it was like shooting out some gold colors, right? And I just felt like, because all of them were shoot, were powers were in gold, I felt like the gold colors kind of represent some sort of unity as they're in one group. But yeah, I just love the gold accents. It just makes their powers so mystical in a different way and in a way that I've never seen before in Marvel. So yeah, give a shout out to the CGI. It was just phenomenal and also oh my god in the trailers when like when they put the marvel logo and then it just explodes in like the the gold accents oh i love it i wish we got to see more but yeah that one is really good i don't know if you've seen um austin powers in gold member but there's a character that goes i love gold so <laughs> you remind me a lot of that character but uh it looks like no one has anything else to add and we are now done i guess we've with a lot of the Marvel content this year, we've gone through what if, we've gone through Loki, we've gone through WandaVision, we've seen Shang-Chi, we've seen Black Widow, we've seen Marvel's foray into the cosmos with Eternals, and we have two other things coming up. We have Hawkeye, which we shall be, which I got, turned, I, yeah. I got turned away at the premiere yesterday. It was just around my area, so I just <laughs> went there and was like, can I come in? I don't, 
they were like, do you have a pass? No, then sorry, no. And I was like, mm, okay. And a Hawkeye fan account <laughs> stole my picture. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, man. What and the And then heck? we have the very much anticipated <laughs> Spider-Man Spider-Man! Movie. Oh my God. I am so hyped for these Same two movies. Here. I literally, oh my God. Okay. Anyone yeah. want to see some leaks? Yeah, the no. leaks that are coming out is just insane. Have you seen the pictures? Yeah, yeah. There are two uh, pictures, right? One with the three Spider-Man. I, I showed it to... Uh, Jang and East just now and very nice we all thought yeah so that's coming out so yeah stay tuned for our spoiler discussions on that coming out in a month or so and you know rate us on YouTube uh, Apple Podcasts Spotify follow us on Instagram at what you think podcast and on Twitter at what you think pod this is Momo signing off for Fez Mel Jang and Eason. thank you so much Adios, sayonara, bye-bye, and till next time. Bye. 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 Thanks. Okay, very nice.